Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann and welcome to an all new episode of the Man from New York podcast. Now today's episode, the one you're listening to right now, is called Love and Death in New York. Which coincidentally happens to be in the name of a tour that I, a tour guide, am doing right here in New York City. Uh, explores tales of sex, lies, and romance. You know, the best stories. Featuring some of history's biggest... Uh, figures uh, names that come up in the tour that I'm doing are like Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton and of course someone who I mentioned on this tour excuse me on this podcast before Edgar Allan Poe uh, now I'm a Edgar Allan Poe fan like many people are he's one of the most influential writers of any generation and on this tour I talk about the time spent here in New York City now he lived many places here in New York but on the, this tour uh, we focus on one particular place and uh, what we now call uh, in the village where he lived with his wife Virginia now his wife Virginia was considered a true love of his life and she was a great influence and inspiration for many of his most famous writings of course the one that you probably heard of and everyone knows is The Raven but Virginia and Poe's relationship is kind of interesting Due to the fact that she was 13 years old when they got married. Uh, and she was his first cousin. Now, of course, marrying your first cousin in the 19th century probably isn't that big of a deal. And in some parts of the world and the country, I'm sure marrying a 13-year-old wasn't considered that big of a deal. But marrying your 13-year-old first cousin, eh, this could be just a little, you know... I don't know, maybe that's what inspired Jerry Lee Lewis. But uh, despite sort of the ickiness of this hookup, Edgar Allan Poe and Virginia uh, seemed to live a happy life, even though she dealt with a very severe illness. Uh, consumption, which we now know as tuberculosis, which back then was a severe disease, was uh, in all likelihood to anyone who was diagnosed with it would lead to death. But while living at this home in Greenwich Village, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, he was a, he was a sort of a literary star, right? He was it was like he was like the best. If he was a blogger, he'd be the best blogger ever. And he was good friends with another poet and writer named Fanny Osgood, and they exchanged poems. And the poems were considered very flirtatious. Uh, you could say so the equivalent of sliding into your DMs. Or, you know, leaving little uh, hearts on someone's Instagram post. It was sort of a flirtation there. Uh, but we don't, you know, it is not believed that that ever evolved into anything uh, physical. That this is a platonic. But there was some emotional intimacy there. And there's another woman involved who apparently had feelings for Edgar Allan Poe. And began to spread vicious rumors. And also there were anonymous letters sent to Poe's wife. Uh, accusing him of having an affair. And having a baby with Fanny Osgood. And on his wife's deathbed, uh, she uh, blamed uh, the woman who sent these others. She, she said that she was cursed. Now, I've actually seen Edgar Allan Poe's wife's deathbed. Because it sits in a place called Poe Cottage in the Bronx. Which is a museum now. But where Edgar Allan Poe lived with his wife after they left Greenwich Village. This was a place they moved. This is back in the day when this 
a part of the Bronx was considered the country. It was on the farm. And it was for fresh air. But she would die in that bed. And it's kind of really creepy, but I guess kind of cool, too, to see this uh, historical artifact. Uh, but like I said, there was no real romance ever took place outside of this marriage that we know of. So this was all about emotional intimacy, which can be a real severe thing, right? Like, I believe uh, emotional relationships can be just as meaningful and impactful and sometimes even more destructive than anything physical. And uh, I think I think most people sort of agree with that to a certain extent. Now, I also believe the way we sort of quantify meaningful relationships sometimes uh, can maybe be looked at a different perspective. And I think history kind of teaches us that, right? There are people who have brief relationships, but they were the most important relationship of their lives. Maybe they dated someone for like six months, but maybe it was just great and awesome. For whatever reason, they broke up. They drifted apart for some reason, or someone had to move, or someone got sick, whatever. But this was the most important thing of their lives. And then there are people who've been married 30, 40 years, and they've kind of just gone through the motions. But then you have those people who've been married 50, 60 years, and they still love each other like they did the first day they met. Now, a few months ago, well, sometime last year, I wrote a blog post on my blog about uh, romance, expansion of romance, and how I think sometimes we have to change sort of our perspective of what is considered romance, right? And what is considered sort of love and things like that. And some of these stories that I talk about uh, on the tour uh, don't necessarily go into that round, but these are different examples of either people getting with people because there's sort of an obsession. Uh, there are people who are together strictly because of financial and monetary reasons. Things that uh, still are happening today, right? People marry someone because they've got money. Or that person has a certain social status. And if you marry that person, you kind of get that social status. We, know, we all see the guy who's got what they call the trophy wife, right? Because she's hot and he wants to have the hot wife. So all these things are sort of uh, still happening and still sort of uh, relevant. Either they happen in the 1800s or they are happening right now. Now, and some of the uh, other stories we deal with, I'm not going to tell you all the stories because this is a tour, so you might want to take it. But I talk about the story of Stanford White, who uh, was, was a pretty preeminent architect here in New York. And this story deals with uh, a very young woman. Uh, some nudity and a velvet swing hooked to a ceiling. So that's all you really need to know to kind of get an idea uh, where that story is heading. But then it takes another turn, which involves murder. Which uh, I just like saying that word murder because it just seems like very cool. Uh, not to say it, not to do it, just to say it. Just, uh, you know, I want that on the record. Now. Of course, this is the month for February. This is the month for lovers, and people would be uh, buying candy. Some will go to expensive places. Some will go to their local drugstore and get the discount candy. You know, others will, you know, people will buy flowers. People will be uh, buying either lingerie for a significant other to wear or for themselves to wear for these events. And a lot of people talk about the commercialization of these holidays. It's not really about romance or love. It's just about making a buck. But hey. 
Some people love money. Some people love making a buck. That's their thing. Money is their boo. Right? Money is their baby. And that's the, you know, that's, that's who they want to romance. They want a romance of their wallet. A romance of their bank account. Which uh, I'm not going to hate on that. No, I, I can use a little loving in my bank account about right now. In fact, I could use a whole a lot of loving uh, in my bank account right now. Now, when I talk about love and death, one of the really tragic stories here in New York dealing with sort of an ill-fated romance, and this is not part of the tour, so I'm not, you know, not selling anything, but the story of Sid and Nancy, uh, Sid Vicious and Nancy Spongin. Uh, Sid was the vocalist and bassist for so the iconic the the iconic group the Sex Pistols, and at the Chelsea Hotel in the late seventies, uh, Chelsea Hotel was a very famous place known for being a magnet for artists, writers, creators, everyone from uh, Dylan Thomas, the late poet, to uh, Ethan Hawke and William Burroughs and uh, people in the, on the scene of the Andy Warhol's factory. And Warhol shot his famous movie there, Chelsea Girls. But Sid, who was someone who had issues with drugs, and Nancy, who also had issues, uh, Nancy was stabbed. She, uh, Sid woke up to find her with a wound, and he was arrested uh, for her murder. He himself would die even before a trial from uh, a drug overdose. Really one of the tragic cases here. Now, when I was a kid, there was a professional wrestler who went by the name Sid Vicious, the same name as this uh, iconic and uh, legendary uh, rock star. So the first time I ever read the story about Sid and Nancy, I thought it was about this professional wrestler, Sid Vicious, who at one point was a big star, who people thought back in the early 90s was going to be the next Hulk Hogan. He was a tall dude, like six, eight, six, nine. Maybe even taller than that, muscles. So when I first heard this story, I went and told all my friends at school, like, did you know that Sid Vicious, the wrestler, killed his girlfriend in the hotel in Manhattan? And they was like, no, that's not true. I'm like, look it up. It's in the news. It's true. And I was correct. But I was just the wrong Sid. But it was just a really weird thing. Uh, just as a kid, uh, linking those two things together by accident and it's just really strange but uh it was you know and i remember i remember asking an adult did you hear about sid vicious and they was like yeah so i thought it must it's true but and it was true but i just had the wrong guy so that's just a little sort of uh musings about love and death here in new york city you can follow mine on um instagram right I'm also on Twitter, but I'm taking a break from Twitter, so I haven't tweeted in about a month. But I'm on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle, at Glenn Price Man. Glenn with two N's, man with two N's. Also, you can email the show here, the podcast, with podcast at manglenn.com. That's man with two N's, Glenn with two N's. So thank you for listening, Man from New York.